Hey, welcome back. So happy that you are choosing to spend your time here at the Liberated Latina podcast. Today's episode is going to be really special because I was asked to be a guest speaker in the Inner Globe Charters private Facebook group. And I really wanted to share this with you here in the podcast, Familia, because it was such a fun yet really profound interview. And we talked all about how to have fun while exceeding your goals and integrating all the different parts of you. So, so good. Aura has been on the podcast before. She is amazing. She is a self-discovery and empowerment coach and one of the most beautiful souls that I've ever come across in my entire life. So I'm so excited to bring this episode to you. And without further ado, let's hop right in. Welcome to the Liberated Latina podcast where we talk all things mindset, personal growth, spirituality, and business to live our most fulfilled and liberated lifestyles. I'm your host, Daisy Lopez, a former burnt-out financial services consultant turned mindset and business coach. I believe that we have a greater calling in life than just clocking in and out of a job and living for the weekends. So if you're ready, grab your cafecito because your liberation starts right now. When I was thinking about who should be the next person that we have speaking to us here in the Inner Globe Charters group in this new year, I cannot believe the perfect timing because with everything that's going on, especially today, the craziness in Washington, D.C., if you are wanting grounding and connection with yourself, oh, Daisy is the perfect person. Mm. So, Daisy, thank you. Oh my gosh. Are you kidding? This is like the biggest honor. When you reached out to me, it was like the biggest honor. I thought it was an honor to have you on my platforms, but to have you invite me into your community that I know, like we can all tell, right? Like we know the amount of energy and the love that you pour into this community. So the fact that you're letting me in is amazing. So thank you so much. I thank you for saying yes. And seriously, I'm just so excited for everybody to learn about you, to hear the wisdom that you have to share with all of us, everyone. So I hope you're taking notes. If you have any questions, please type it in the comments below and I'll be reading it to Daisy. So Daisy, this is have fun and exceed your goals by knowing and embracing all the different parts of you. And we all start the new year with goals that excite us, right? But I mm-hmm. think that we're all too familiar with, with what I'm about to say. That by the time it's February, right? We're just not having it. <laughs> we are tired, we lose motivation, and the fun around achieving our goals. So how can we even begin to have fun with our goals past the month of January? Well, I think the important thing here is like, when we say reach our goals, we never think of fun, right? And I want to preface this by saying like, just to give you context, I have always been a super perfectionist. I have always been a super overachiever, right? I'm a first generation Cuban American. So I've always felt like I needed to check all the boxes, right? So when we talk about goal setting, I want everyone to feel me on this. Like I used to be so like goals really defined me, right? So believe me when I say that in 2020, when I left my corporate job, 
2020 was the year that it was, right? The crazy year that it was and building a business and always having these big goals for myself and these high expectations for myself. Believe me when I say that I get it. I get it. I get the exhaustion and I get the shame and the disappointment that tends to come in when we don't reach our goals. And I can also tell you what happens when we tap in and we actually exceed our goals. Because in December, I did the least that I ever did all year in my business. I had the most fun that I had all year. And I exceeded my revenue goals without even trying. So I want everyone to understand where I'm coming from with this. I understand the, the attachment that we have with our goals. So when I say have fun with your goals, it starts with why you're setting that goal in the first place. Because believe me, I used to set goals because I thought that when I get to that goal, I'm going to feel a certain way about myself, or this person's going to see me a certain way, or I'm going to finally feel like I'm worthy, right? So what happens? When we're going after these goals, we're like so attached and we're like, we need this goal to happen, right? Because our safety, our validation, our worth is coming and dependent on this goal happening, right? So how do we feel when we talk about that? Like, I'm already like, oh my gosh, like I need this. Like, it's not, it's not going to be fun when we're going after these goals because we're depending on it for our safety. So whenever... And, and like you mentioned, you know, I'm a business coach. So we think like goals and revenue goals and clients and this and that, believe me, I'm all for it. But we have to start from a place of why are you going after these goals? Who do you think you're going to become when you get there? And how can you cultivate that right now? That is so interesting. And I think we hear that over and over, even when it comes to the law of attraction, how you cannot be attached to the outcome. And so I want to ask you this, because I think it's a challenge to not be attached to the outcome. So how can we even get to a point where we can, and it's just a question that came to me right now. Let me see how I can phrase this. How can we still be true to what it is that we want and not be attached to the outcome? Because I know I'm guilty of that too. I'm like, oh, I want the outcome. <laughs> I want the outcome. Mm-hmm. So there's a difference between being attached to the outcome and being committed. And when I say that, I mean, I can be so committed to my business goals, right? Which I am. I could be so committed to, you know, a health goal that I have or a, a relationship goal that I have, whatever it is, you can be committed to that, which means it's the same thing when we think about commitment in marriage or commitment, if you have a pet, right? When you commit to something, you're in it. It doesn't matter how long it takes. It doesn't matter, you know, how, how long it takes. It doesn't matter what happens between here and there. You're committed. You're in it. You're good. You know it's going to happen eventually because you're committed. You made the decision that it's going to happen. And you're available for all that comes with that journey. When we're attached to something, it's, it's a different energy, right? It's like, I'm really attached to this. I need it to happen right now because if not, I'm not going to feel good about myself and I don't feel worthy and I don't feel validated and this person's not going to like me. Blah, blah, blah. It's that attachment that it just exhausts us. And that's why midway through your goal or even a month into your goal, you're exhausted. You're burnt out. It's a completely different energy. 
I love how you say that it is a different energy. And that makes so much sense because when we're attached to it, there is something that it's, it's almost as if we start suffocating it because it's like, oh, I don't have it. And it, it robs the life out of us. Whereas when we're committed, no matter what, there's always this faith that, and, and it's the faith that rejuvenates us, that keeps us going, actually. Mm -hmm. It's very, very interesting. And I love how you said you're available to all that comes with the journey. I think that so many times we forget that. We forget that. Now, this just came to me. How can we even be available to all that comes with the journey? Because I, I, I'm pretty sure there's so many <laughs> that are like, okay, I didn't sign up for this. Like, yes, I wanted that goal, but this is not what I expected. So how can we even get to a point where we're embracing everything that comes with the journey? I mean, let's be honest. I think it's not so much an embracing when things like that happens. It's like, oh, you resisted so much. And at least for me, a question that used to come up all the time was why, why me? Like, why this? Because on the journey to get to certain goals, it feels like maybe even the same obstacles keep coming up or, you know, like the same wound keeps coming up, right? Like around worthiness or around, um, you know, our, our capabilities, you know, I'm not smart enough to do this. All those th stories tend to come up, right? Or even situations come up that trigger that response in us. So what I've had to do personally Every time I say, why me? I have to remind myself that I choose to see it as, you know what? Somewhere, somehow my soul signed up for this. And I'm so committed to this outcome. And if this is the work that I have to do to get there, so be it. And I just have to remind myself that, and I know we talked about this, like even when we were in the planning stages of this conversation, we tend to have these same wounds come up time and time again, right? And we get so down on ourselves, We're like, oh my gosh, five years later, I'm going after this different goal, or I'm trying to accomplish this, and I'm still working through this. Like, I thought I was over this. And we have to remember that maybe that's just the assignment that has been placed in your life. Maybe that is the core wound that you have been sent here to work through. And what an honor that is, right? Like, great, I get to do my work again. No big deal. So that's what, it, that's the, again, it's, it's a process to get there, right? And this is the beauty of having support around you that allows you to, to kind of sit in that. But it's so important that we always look to try to shift that. And especially if you're like me, where you tend to get stuck in the story of why me, why this, why now? you know what, I'm committed to this. It's part of the journey. And it's just a, and it's just an invitation for me to do my soul's work. I love how you said it's how we choose to see it. And I think that so many times we forget that there's a process of becoming. Like for, for instance, I remember when I was losing weight, there was a person I had to become. <laughs> there were habits I needed to break. And some of those things were very, very hard. 
And so rather than looking at it as an obstacle, like why me? Why do I have to go through this? Why am I plateauing so much? No, what am I meant to learn from this? So I love how you said, how do you choose to see it? Because I think we get so tripped up on not seeing the results because I know I got tripped up with the weight loss, for example. And so I love that you said that. And also you, you said a very important point, have support around you. Oh my gosh. Yeah. There is no price on the coaching container. And obviously we're both coaches, but we've also been coached and the power of coaching is that anytime I've wanted to stay in my story, stay in my drama, right? The why me, this sucks. Well, obviously I can't get to my goal because I'm not meant to, because this is hard and whatever. The power of coaching is that they're not there to, you know, either move you through it too fast or to agree with you. Like, yeah, you're right. They allow you the space to work through it while also giving you the push that you need, right? Because it's so easy on your way to your goal, there are going to be so many times where your ego is going to say, this isn't worth it. Go back now. Mm, it's not worth it. Like why? It's safer back there. I didn't really like where I was, but it's safer because I know it. So let's just stay there. It's going to happen so many times, but that's not your truth. That's fear. And the beauty of being held in a space like that is that they're able to work through it so that you don't get stuck in the story of, oh, well, but it's true for me. No, it's fear. It's fear. I just had a clap (laughs) because it's so true. Many times when we're on our way to our goal, the moment it gets difficult, we want to retract. And it's like, no, no, (laughs) it's just the fear. It's just the, it just feels uncomfortable because it's new. And you're right. There's nothing like having your own coach. There's nothing. I've said it so many times (laughs) and I'm glad that everyone is hearing it also from you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I want to ask you this. In your opinion, what is one of the biggest challenges that we face when it comes to goals? And why do you think that is? Okay, I mentioned that I'm a recovering perfectionist, right? So I'm guilty of this. But I think the biggest challenge to our goals is the fact that we feel like we need to get it right as soon as possible. So whenever it starts to get hard, or if we make a mistake, we think that it's done, right? It's like, oh, I messed it up, (laughs) right? And it's like, why do we do that to ourselves? The whole point of being here, the whole point of living, it's not about the house. It's not about the weight. It's not about the relationship. We're just trying to live and to grow. Like, that's the point of all this. So why do we try to suck the fun out of it, right? Fun isn't always laughing and giggles. It's the fun is seeing who you become in the process. And that doesn't come without its challenges. So why not just take off the pressure and let yourself live, let yourself make those mistakes. Again, it's all coming back to that commitment. If you're committed, who cares? You made a mistake, who cares? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Get back up learn from that and keep going you're committed you're in it so who cares if you make a mistake I love that you said that we feel the need to get it right and you're so right 
because we fool ourselves to when we think that if I'm not getting the results quickly, then this is not going to work. Then forget it. I quit. This is not for me or whatever. And it's so wrong because we're cheating ourselves at the very beginning. Like we're even killing the chances <laughs> of even receiving what it is that we want to receive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I love that you even mentioned that. You, you're right. Now I want to ask you this. What do you think, what do you mean that when we have goals that all the different parts of us goes into that journey? Because I remember when you mentioned that before, it really caught my attention. And so for everyone to hear, to understand, what does it mean when you say that all the different parts of us comes with us in the journey? Yeah, so... First of all, in my work, right, I'm a first generation Cuban American and I work with primarily women of color. And especially with my niche, but really with any of us, right, we don't realize that we are the byproduct of generations worth of conditioning and beliefs and limitations. So, of course, when we set up these huge goals for ourselves, we're not only dealing with that ourselves, we're dealing with the generation's worth of beliefs and and limitations and conditioning. And we don't give ourselves enough credit for that. That's a lot of inner work, right? And you might think, yeah, but Daisy, it's, you know, it's, it's a weight loss goal or Daisy, it's no big deal. Like, it's just, it's a career goal. Like what's, it doesn't matter. It does because you have to believe certain things about what's possible for you. And if you haven't seen that modeled, of course, it's going to be harder for you. And not only that, we have these parts of ourselves that maybe were shamed or made wrong when we were growing up. So our defense mechanism is to either, you know, adopt these maybe like bad habits that we have if we get defensive or we, you know, run away, whatever it is that comes up for us. There are all ways in which we have learned to stay safe at some point. So what we think is a bad quality of ours or a bad habit, and we try to shun that away, we're actually missing so much goodness on the other side of that because we don't realize that they're there for a reason. They're trying to keep you safe. At some point when you were growing up, they they were necessary for your safety. So as these things come up, whether it's like avoidance or running away, that's one for me. I I tend to just like want to like escape, (laughs) like leave earth. I'm like, I need to go away. Or, you know, whatever bad habit or, or, or quality of ours that we try to, that we try to shun away. There's such wisdom on the other side of that. And it actually makes our goals and makes life so much easier once we integrate it and we really get to know it and why it's there in the first place. That makes so much sense. That makes so much sense because along the way, there are parts of us that we don't even realize that is formed as a way to protect us because of something that we went through. And I guess we just found a way to adapt or tolerate or whatever you name it. And so I want to ask you this. How can we embrace all the different parts of us 
that goes in the journey, especially when there are parts of us that we do not like. Because I think that that may be a challenge for so many of us. I mean, it's really, it, it lies in curiosity. You have to really get curious about why it's there. And instead of hating it, it's almost like cultivating this sense of gratitude because like I said, like life just wants to live. Like we all just want to live. And part of that is sometimes the ego or or certain parts of you are, we're just there to protect you. And instead of shaming ourselves more, it's a beautiful way to reparent ourselves. Right. So when those things start coming, it's like, Oh, but I don't like this part about myself. So let me try to keep it over here. Like, Oh my gosh, there I go again, like wanting to escape or wanting to defend myself or wanting to lash out, whatever it is. It's almost like calling forth all those memories of where that started from and why it's even there in the, in the first place. Cause it's there for a reason. Like we don't just develop things out of thin air. It's there for a reason. Either we needed it at some point to cope or survive or to be safe, or you may have grown up in an environment where you saw a lot of it and that became your normal and you just adopted it as your own. You're like, all right, that's mine. Come on. Right? So the way in which we get to embrace all those different sides of us is by doing the inner work. And I know that sounds elusive, but really all that is, is just taking time to process instead of numb and to get really curious about yourself. It can be as simple as a voice note. If you don't like writing, open up your phone and record a voice note, just processing. Okay. Why is this here? What was going on when this came up for me? I wonder what, what was my earliest memory of that? Why is it there? And just get really curious about yourself. Indeed. Indeed. Curiosity is so important because it makes us lean in. Mm-hmm. And it's so important to lean in and understand why, why that's there. And I love how you said cultivate gratitude for it. I think that many times when we have a part of us that we don't like, we just want to push it away. And when we do that, and I speak from personal experience, I think I shared with you a, <laughs> a portion of the story to the degree that we push away any part of us that we do not like, we're also doing that with other things in our life. We're also doing that with other things in our life. And in the process, we don't even realize that we are hurting our dreams. I mean, because this hatred for this part of me, it was destroying my, it was destroying my dreams. So I'm so glad that you said that and that we understand where did it come from? Where did it start? Where did it originate? And doing the inner work. I think that so many times we want to, I always like to say we put bandages in like big, big wounds. Mm-hmm. We don't let the wound heal. And it's like, it's no wonder we keep repeating the same thing and then we're not reaching our goals, but because we're not doing the inner work. So I'm glad you said that. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you said that. Now, I think that in the process of us going after our goals, there's a sense of panic that may come and set in. So I want to ask you the following. How can we alleviate 
the panic that comes in with taking the steps that we need to take in order to achieve whatever it is that we want to achieve? Immediately when I hear panic, I think inner child. If you're panicked over something, that means that there's a part of you that doesn't feel safe. There's a part of you that feels really attached to that goal. And I want to ask you why. Because I like to, I like to say it like this, right? And this is something that has been so healing for me. And I do it with my clients all the time. Think of a newborn baby or like a puppy. I'm a dog mom, obviously, as you heard. So if you've ever seen a newborn baby or a puppy, they don't do much, right? Like a newborn baby can't do much, but there's such a love that you feel for it. It's like, it doesn't need to do anything. It doesn't need to be anything other than what it is. And there's such a love there. Mm-hmm. The same applies for ourselves. We feel and we're conditioned to think that we have to do this and be that to, to be safe and loved and validated. And that's not true. We don't have to do anything. You don't. We want to. We choose to. We don't have to do anything. Our goals should be there because it's exciting for us. That's how we integrate that fun. And that's how that fun elevates us. And we actually can end up exceeding those goals because we're coming from an energy of I'm good right now, but it would be really great to have this. And it starts from knowing, like, think of yourself as that newborn baby. And like, I sometimes do this in a meditation. I'll like hold myself as a newborn baby. I don't have to do anything. I don't have to be anything to be loved and validated and accepted because I give it to myself first. I hope you are enjoying this episode. I wanted to quickly interject because by the time you are hearing this, I will be gearing up to deliver a super transformational and super free experience for coaches and service providers who want to attract more clients this year. So starting January 18th at 5 p.m. Eastern, we will be hanging out for three days live in the private Facebook group Launched and Liberated. I'm going to be talking to you all about the essential mindset upgrades that really allow us to thrive as women of color online, but that aren't talked about in mainstream self-help spaces. I'm also going to talk to you about how you can hone your expertise, even if you're just starting out, even if you don't have a testimonial yet, so that you can share the value of the work that you want to do confidently without feeling icky or overly braggy. And of course, we're going to talk about how to streamline your business so that you can call in committed clients without having to always be chained to the phone and the laptop because that is not liberation and that is totally what I stand for here. You deserve to be the life-changing coach with the raving testimonials from clients and you also get to do that while living a liberated life. So this is all going to go down in my private Facebook group. So go ahead to the link in the description and the show notes. It is www.facebook.com slash groups slash launched and liberated all together. Also, because you deserve it, because I love you all so much, because you've done nothing but support me throughout this entire journey, I'm going to be giving away one prize that's valued at $500 to one mujer who joins the experience live and engages every single day. So this is definitely something that you don't want to miss out on and it would be 
such an honor to have you there. So go on over to the link and request to join so you can get in on all the fun. And I can't wait to see you there. I want you all to just take in what she just said because I think that that is huge. I shared not long ago how important it is for us to achieve our goals, we need self-love. Mm -hmm. Because without that, you're gonna lack that belief that you can actually achieve those goals. So I love the fact that you mentioned that we need to be holding ourselves. It's, it's as if we need to hold space for ourselves. A hundred percent. I always say the results, the goals, the outcomes are only a representation of how much you believe to be possible for yourself. It's a reflection of how how well you take care of yourself, how much you believe in yourself. Because like I said, you know, I could, I could set any goal that I want, right? But if we start from a place of like, I just would be so, I'm so excited for this goal. Oh my gosh, the time between now and that outcome it's going to be so amazing. I just get to like bask in this goal and I get to get so like intimate with my goal and we get to be buds and hang out every day and I get to work towards this goal. But that only comes to your point if you love yourself enough to allow whatever needs to happen, happen. And if we don't have, cultivate that love for yourself, that's when it's going to be so much easier to quit because you don't feel secure enough in yourself to weather those storms. So I wanna ask you this, cause I think that for some people, it may be challenging for them to hold that space for themselves. So for someone who may be lacking in self-love, lacking in belief in self, how can we even start holding that space for ourselves? I wasn't even going to share this, but I'll share it because that really resonates with me. Um, you know, growing up, I, I did not, I could not cultivate self-love for the life of me. In fact, I spent many years hating the physical body that I was in from, you know, bullying over like my body weight and, and physical appearance and um, so I, I get that, believe me. And I struggled a lot with really learning to accept myself for who I was at all shapes and sizes. And it has to start, it has to start with our ability to give ourselves grace for any little thing that just proves to us that we're capable and we're worthy. And that might be as, as little as like, Hey, I got out of bed today, <laughs> you know? Cause so I know for a lot of people, especially after the last year, that was an accomplishment. And if that's you trying, and if that's you thriving for the day, so be it, that is proof. That is proof that you can do hard things. It's all a process of giving ourselves the unconditional love that 
you know, maybe we didn't get as a kid. You know, maybe it was, why aren't you doing more? You didn't do enough. You're not good enough. You're not smart enough. You're never going to amount to this. And now we get to let that be their perspective and realize that that's a product of their wounding. But when we're on the journey to bigger and better things, we get to repair in ourselves in the way that we wish we would have gotten from somebody else. But it, now it's even more profound because you're giving it to yourself. I love how you're, you're saying that we can start small. In essence, we can start small because sometimes we want to start big. Like when we're in that process of wanting to love ourselves, we think that we have to start big, but no, we have to start small. And I love how you said, basically, I know I'm not using your same exact words, but start small. Start with what is one accomplishment that you that you have had that probably was challenging for you that day and start there. So I love that. So Emily is asking, how is attachment, let me put my glasses on. How is attachment to a goal correlated by fear? What are you, let me see, how is attachment to a goal? Oh, I get the question. How is attachment to a goal correlated by fear? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think yeah. I got the gist. So yeah. essentially, like, why is it that if we feel attached to a goal, there's fear behind it? Or what's the relationship between attachment and fear is what I'm getting. Um, so that's a really great question. When we're attached to a goal or to an outcome or to anything happening, really, when we're attached to anything, there's a sense of fear that we're not going to get what we need if that doesn't happen. It can be as simple as, you know, if you're on a weight loss transformation, or if you're on a business transformation, it's like, I need this to happen. Because if this doesn't happen, I'm going to make it mean something about myself. For example, if I don't lose the 10 pounds, that means that I'm not dedicated. I'm not worthy. I'm not, I can't do hard things. So when we feel attached to something, there's a sense of clinginess. I mean, like, have, haven't we all come across really clingy, needy people? There's a fear behind that. They're scared that you're going to go away. They're scared that they're not going to receive love. They're scared that you're not going to accept them. So they just need to cling to you because you are the source of something that they need for safety. It's the same thing when we attach ourselves to a goal. We need it to happen. And there's this fear that if this doesn't happen, I'm not going to feel good about myself. This person's not going to love me. I'm not going to see myself in a certain way. I'm going to make it mean something about me. I hope that, did that come across clear? I want to make sure that. Emily, if you can let us know, was that clear enough for you? Good question. She said, yes. So I want to ask you this because I remember when we spoke and I think you mentioned that here earlier too, that there are times that we may realize that as we're going after a goal, that it seems like we're working on the same thing over and over again. So I want to ask you this. So working on the same thing, does it mean that we're progressing or does it mean that we're not progressing? Just so we all can be, we can all be clear on that because mm -hmm. I think that we can mistaken when we're still working on the same issue, that perhaps we're not making any progress. You know, 
It's interesting, and I do this all the time. It's interesting that we expect a wound that perhaps goes generations deep, or at the very least 20, 30, 40 years, that we think that by the end of a three month period, it's gonna be gone. It's a continual work. And as you go for new things, there's gonna be different circumstances that are gonna trigger a different aspect of that wound. It's like how the diamonds have like different facets. It's the same thing to us. It's the same thing to, you know, the, the, the core wounds and, and the just the things that we and within ourselves that we have to work on. I choose to see it as the assignment that has been placed on my life. You know, especially if there's any other first generation um, Americans here or daughters of immigrants, you know, like it's our soul's work to begin to unwind and heal a lot of these generational beliefs and limitations and wounds. So of course, as we go through new things, a different phase of that or a different face of that is going to come up for us. And that's okay. Again, as long as we allow ourselves to have the experience of life, which is to just handle everything that comes up to the best of our ability and to allow ourselves the grace to make mistakes, to allow ourselves the grace to lean into support, of course you're making progress. Of course you are. You can never, you can never sit there and say that, you know, I, I'm, I'm dealing with the same wound, so I haven't made any progress. Because I bet you, if you sit down and if you journal on even where you were a year ago or six months ago, you'll blow yourself away. You'll blow yourself away. You are so right. And we also had this conversation before where that part of me that I hated, uh, <laughs> I was working on that for several years. And, you know, it's, it's amazing. In I started to really, truly work on it without this time stopping because it was too painful mm -hmm. in 2020. I think I shared that with you. 2020 was the year that I finally got out of that hatred. And this is going to be very important because I think you're going to agree with me on this and it's going to be powerful. And you, you were the one that mentioned this on that call. Sometimes people see that we're making quantum leap, but they don't realize that we've been working on something for a good time. They only see that quantum leap that we gave, but didn't see what it took for us to get there. Yes, and you were the one that said that. So I need to say that, I need to give you credit to that because I, I remember people started noticing even my quantum leap in 2020, but they didn't realize that I was working still on the same issue, <laughs> but just different facets of it. So I'm so glad that you're mentioning that because I think that when we're realizing that we're plateauing, we mistaken these plateaus, we mistaken these things that we keep working on as we're not making progress. No, you are. <laughs> it's just that it's, it, you have to keep going and then boom. I love that. Thank you for pointing that out. I forgot that I even said that. So thank you for saying that. Yeah, yes. totally. You know, people people may see us now, right? That we're always on video and we're, you know, sharing our message. But 
it, this has been something that I've been working on the confidence to do for years, for years. You know, it's it was nights of journaling and, and praying and, and asking how can I and when can I and, and can I even do that or am I worthy of that? Like there was so much time and dollars in therapy and coaching that went into it. So yeah, you know, just stay true to, to where you are right now and know that that's absolutely perfect. Again, you're that baby. You don't need to be or do anything to be worthy of love and acceptance and validation and just keep going towards the next best thing that you know to do right now. Now, I want to ask you this. How can we actually exceed our goals? Because I think that many would just be content with just accomplishing their goals and to exceed them, it may just seem like a dream. So how can we exceed our goals? Listen, I thought it was a dream too. I didn't buy into the whole conversation on social media that you can achieve more by doing less. I didn't, I'll call myself out on it. I did not subscribe to that because all of my life, all I knew was hard work, just to barely get to the goal, right? You work, 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 you push and, and err. it's always like a fight and a struggle. And I, and I kind of needed that to feel worthy of the outcome. Cause if I didn't work hard, then it's like, well, I don't deserve the big result. Cause I didn't work hard enough. And I feel like a lot of us have that conditioning too. If it's all in the amount of hours that you put in and how much struggle you, you go through to get to a certain goal or outcome. So to think about even exceeding it, it's like, whoa, 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 no, 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 too much. doesn't exist. I get it. That was me until last month when I realized that it actually has nothing to do with doing more. It has nothing to do with that. And with entrepreneurship, especially, it pushed my buttons. It pushed that core wound because it's really easy to go nowhere with a million hours of work under you. You could be working all you want. There's a million things to do, but it doesn't mean you're going to hit your goal, much less exceed it. It's an energy. It has nothing to do with doing more. It all starts with the energy in which you start and the energy in which you approach your goal. So for me, what shifted was that I stopped chasing outcomes to prove to myself that I was X, Y, Z. And I, cause I was exhausted. I was done. I was like, oh my gosh, like it's December. I'm exhausted. I don't want to do anything. And I realized that, you know, I, I was, I was pushing. I felt like I was always on the treadmill. Like I was always like going, 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 going because I needed the results in order to prove to myself something or in order to feel like I could prove to somebody else that I was worthy or capable or whatever the story was. But as soon as I let that go and I said, okay, who do I think I'm going to become when this goal is, is completed? How do I think I'm going to feel? And what is the proof that I already am that right now? Because we always find what we look for, but we ask the wrong questions. Well, it's like, well, remember that time that I didn't do it? Or remember that time that I failed? Or remember that time that I didn't quite get there? It's like, no, 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 I don't care about that. What I care about is all the ways in which I am already the person that has that. I am already, I already feel confident and 
and I already feel worthy and I already feel so great at what I do. And then that freed up all of the drama that freed up all of this attachment to the work, to the doing and the struggle and the sacrifice. And then it all just started coming in so much easier because I was having fun with it, having fun and, and being in the energy of, I just, it's just really fun to do this. I don't need it. I don't need it to make it mean anything about me. I'm just, I'm happy to do this. This is just fun for me. I'm just going to do my thing and whatever happens, happens. And that's when I blew my monthly revenue go out of the water because I let go of all of that attachment and all of that like struggle. And it freed up all of that energy to then be channeled to what was going to be the most impactful for my, for my business, which was my goal. That was ranty. Let me know if that made sense. (laughs) No, it makes sense. And I love how you said that we need to be asking the right questions. And you also said, what is the proof that I already am that person? Mm. It's, it's very powerful because I think that, I think that many times the reason why we don't exceed our goals is because we yet don't see ourselves as that person. And I think that we miss out on the impact, how impactful that is, that as we're doing the things that we're doing, I'm here like, you see me looking in a different direction. I'm here like thinking about how is it that I'm going to say it? So I do the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, we, We forget that as we are visualizing that person that we already are, that alone is like fuel. Would you agree? It's like fuel. For us to continue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. There is a book. It's in my phone. I'll have to like send you the information. It's by Gay Hendricks, I think. Um, but he talks about the upper limit. The the big leap. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> that was awesome, like uh tag teaming that we did. Yes. And it's so true. Because we don't realize how much we, we limit the amount that we're even able to call in for ourselves. Because maybe it's, it's not normal or we haven't seen it happen, you know, within our families or within our circles. So we think, oh, no, that's not possible. That's crazy. And we, we, like, stop it before it's even able to come our way. So, yeah, I mean, cultivating that belief in yourself that you don't, you already are that person today, but also clearing out all of those limiting beliefs that may be blocking what can come in. So, you know, asking yourself, what, what is it that I feel like I'm not worthy of when, in regards to this goal? In what ways do I feel like I won't be able to handle what comes out of this goal, right? Because we don't realize we might actually be scared of getting there. (laughs) We might be scared of what comes, you know, if you lose the 50 pounds, oh my gosh, but people are going to actually be looking at me now. And people are going to like, I'm going to get all this attention and I'm used to hiding. Or, you know, if you get the business success, you may be like, oh my gosh, but what am I going to do at that point? I'm going to have this following. I'm going to have all all these eyes on me. I'm going to have all this money. Nobody's ever had that amount of money before. So it's also taking the time to realize where our fears are in relation to actually getting there. And everyone, this level of work 
I've said it before and I'll say it again. I highly recommend that you have that coach that helps you because we all have blind spots. We all have those blind spots that we cannot see as we are reaching the goals. And so someone, a third person perspective, can't. that's not a friend. That's, that's not a friend because it's there's a big difference <laughs> in mm-hmm. going to a friend and going to a coach. There's a big difference. <laughs> they can tell you, they, they can guide you in a way that us alone, we can't do. I mean, you could do the inner work by yourself, but it will take you forever. I'm just saying, because it took me forever on my own. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Can you believe, I cannot believe, I have some more questions for you, but can you believe already 7.40, oh, time flies. I know, I've been having such a fun time. Thank you so much. Yes, well, I thank you. And I want to ask you this. What are some of the things that robs us, that robs the fun out of that goal that we need to be aware of? I mean, for, for me, And what I see with my clients, the biggest thing that robs the fun is the perfectionism time and time again. And think about like, even with, with, with hiring a coach or with, you know, investing in a course or buying yourself a piece of workout equipment or investing in yourself in some way, it's like, ah, but should I do this? Or should I do that? Because if I do this, it might be a waste of money and I won't get it right. Or maybe I should do this. And we like, we close ourselves off and we think that the first decision that we make or, you know, everything that we have to decide on, it has to be the right one or it's all a waste. Oh, yes. that's, that's what really robs the fun out of it. In addition to relying on the outcomes to validate you, but it's the feeling that you have to get it right all the time. And it's not the case. Actually, you know, what I realized was that Every time I messed up, it made me that much more valuable as a coach. And it made me that much more aware of just the human experience. Because what connects us is all the like all the hardships, right? The challenges. So when things ha- like that happen to me, I'm like, well, this is just part of my story that I'm going to be telling one day. Look at this that I went through. Look at this that really stopped me, like my body image issues. I was in it for so long. I would have never thought that that would have become part of my story, but it is. It's made me that that much more compassionate and that much more understanding of how things can really get in your way, even when you're going after something that you know you really want, but there's that thing, that insecurity that just keeps coming up for you. It still comes up for me. So it's really just allowing ourselves to not get it right and to realize that every single time you're in that moment when you're like oh my gosh this is really hard or I'm really triggered right now this is painful and just come back to that truth that it's part of your journey and it's part of your story and it may help people one day so you get to lean into that and you get to heal that I love it. I love it. Now, I want to ask you this. What is one thing that we can start doing right now, today, 
in order to have fun and exceed our goals this year? It can be really simple. When you look at your goal, whatever it is that you want to accomplish in 2021, ask yourself how you can do it in the most fun way possible. What would just light you up? And let it be fun. Let it be an experience. Who cares about, you know, if you set out to lose X amount of pounds? Because, you know, when we're setting goals, and it's true, right? They say to make it, uh, to quantify it, to add numbers to it. But does it really matter, the numbers? Does it really matter? No. We go after it because we want to feel a certain way, right? Or we want to experience something. So have your numbers as a way to measure if that's your thing. I totally get it. I'm kind of like that too. But realize that it's all about a feeling that or an experience that you're looking for. And our goals are really just our way to come back home to ourselves. Like we're trying to really cultivate something within us. So our goals kind of reflect that. So just have fun with it. Ask yourself, how can this be fun for me? Don't overcomplicate it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And you're right. We do the things that we do because we, we're after a feeling. And so would you say that it is important that we get ourselves into a state of feeling it first even though we haven't experienced it yet? Absolutely. And that's really the premise of, you know, all manifestation. We have to neurologically prepare our bodies to experience that. It's a whole different ballgame, right? Because we think we want something. And then when we get there, we're going to feel a certain way that we may have never felt before. So that training of your body and, and your nervous system to be in that state of feeling it already. And then the how just becomes so much more clear. And that's how we're able to really exceed those goals because we're doing the prep work as we're going for the goals. And we're allowing ourselves to make it easy and to not overcomplicate it. Because when you're looking for fun, you're looking for alignment. You're not looking for struggle and how can this be hard and okay, I need to go all around and I need to follow this system that maybe doesn't work. You're just looking for flow and alignment. And that's how it becomes fun. And that's how you have the energy to keep going and exceed them. Oh, yes. Flow and alignment. Flow and alignment. That is so important. Thank you so much for saying yes to this interview. Thank you so much for all the nuggets you shared. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Love you. Bye, everybody. Bye. Love you, too. Bye. Hey, amiga. Thanks for hanging out with me today. I'd love to feature your review live on the air on the next episode. Yes. All you got to do is head on over to iTunes, drop a review, and let me know what you're most enjoying about the podcast. También, be sure to subscribe to get first word when a fresh episode drops. Your support means so much to me, and I can't wait to share more with you on the next episode. See you then.